Hello and welcome to War Podcaster, episode number three. I am one of your hosts, Pete Cordell. Hello. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Liam. I am also one of your hosts, that is, Liam. That is true. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm I'm your host. I'm, I'm like, your host. Well, I'm not the only one, so yeah. I'm, I'm one of your hosts, no, I guess. No, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. You are the host, I'm the co-host. <laughs> it's fine. Vice host. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what you are. You're the champion, I'm the co-champion. <laughs> <laughs> I know how, it's, how it stands. <laughs> Um, Apologies for no episode last week Things got a bit busy with other stuff Uh, But yeah, we're back for this week for episode number three Which should be a good one, hopefully Uh, So to kick things off, Liam how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, I have missed D. We haven't played this week. No, not this weekend, unfortunately. And it's a bit of a. I, it does get to the weekends, and like, if there's no D and I'm like, oh, I now have four more hours to do, of my day. I don't want four more hours of my day. <laughs> <laughs> it's four more hours trying to figure out what to do when I'm not shooting arrows or yeah, exactly, giving you guys werewolves to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess we should talk about that, because we have had a, a session in your campaign, which we played last weekend. Yes, that was the most recent D&D session we had, mm. so it was for my campaign, in which the party was just on their way to the southern, the most southern city, which is governed by Hades. On the way, they ran into a farm that was uh, torn to sunders, uh, it's like... Uh, livestock was slaughtered, uh, buildings was like crushed, destroyed, and there was evidence of like tracks and animal uh like bestial attacks as well they found a farmer the farmer said his uh daughter had been kidnapped by this uh band of thieves taken away and then the party volunteered to go uh get her essentially Mm. (laughs) what was very what was a very funny encounter happened in the woods (laughs) in which you guys found three characters that were standing in the woods yep like dead of night with torches talking stealthed up the unusual scouting thing uh they heard you on your way back yeah they started scouting around you the party spread out and then all hell broke loose <laughs> when your character yep shot one of them with your poison bolt yep instantly knocking them unconscious because they yep. failed their con- their constitution check yep another character set a tree on fire <laughs> so that the third character who doesn't have dark vision could see yep and the fourth character turned into a panther and <laughs> climbed a tree and hid <laughs> now you guys had about that. now in my mind this encounter was three humanoids yep. that were werewolves but they're in their humanoid form mm-hmm. you guys didn't know that no and no, we didn't you guys promptly began to attack them in brutal ways such as dropping a tree on them yep a panther mauling them yep chopping their arm off and, <laughs> and killing the and killing the one who was trapped under the tree uh it was um and then awaking the one who you knocked unconscious yeah and proceeded to ask him for help. I mean... <laughs> After you killed his two mates. Yeah, yeah, we kind of did. I mean, we, we tried to be more... So, how it went down was... I, sh- I shot the person initially with my poison bolt and knocked him unconscious... Uh, after we quickly realised that we were killing these people very, very quickly, we were like, Uh-oh, what if they're innocent and we've stumbled onto something that we shouldn't be killing them? 
my character then took it upon themselves to try and make everyone else stop killing everybody. <laughs> I was like, guys, can we please stop? I stopped attacking. Like, I was calling out to all my friends, using all my actions and stuff at all my turns just to call out to the rest of the party and just be like, guys, can we can we not? Can we not kill him, <laughs> and please? You guys, and you guys really didn't want to. Yeah, like, no. this, like these guys started to move away, and the party was like, "I stack, I get in front of him." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. All right, well, he's just gonna go around you. Do, yeah. I, do you use your reaction to attack? And they're like, "Oh no, no!" It's like you guys really <laughs> didn't want to, and you. You was perfectly within your right to kill them because it was a werewolf encounter, and in my mind, it was going to be they start the att- like they start attacking you, and then two of them turn into werewolves, and the third runs off. Mm-hmm. Um, and werewolves aren't that strong of creatures, so you guys were easily enough to take them out. But um, since none of them transformed, because you guys done you guys managed to handle them so quickly and incapacitate them so quickly, when you guys started going, oh man, this is really easy. I was just like. Oh, they don't. They really don't know. Yeah. I'm just gonna play it off. <laughs> so I just started playing it like, yeah, you guys absolutely batter that man. Yep. who has done nothing wrong. <laughs> and you were like, oh yeah, they're just farmers. Yeah, I was like, they're just farmers. I was like, you guys are just beating up these people who have done nothing wrong <laughs> apart from investigate a noise they heard in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah we, we carried on afterwards I convinced them to not kill the guy that I knocked unconscious initially it's really funny and then uh, and then yeah we woke him up and I was like hey so funny story <laughs> funny story we killed the other two that were here <laughs> funny story found your mates killed your mates yeah. can you help us can you help point us in the right direction please very funny and uh, he was not having it and eventually he uh, he agreed to go with us he takes us in the right direction but he insisted on us being in front of him and he'd lead from the back because he didn't trust us, which in my character's view was totally fine because he wouldn't trust us. We just killed his mates. Privately, I was thinking, this dude's shady. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I was yeah, like, my, my, my character's like, no, he's kind of innocent. He wouldn't know. Absolutely. So yeah, he, he, he guided us to the right place, but then he did eventually turn into a werewolf. He did. tried to start mauling some of us. He turned into a werewolf. He attacked one of you. You passed your constitution check. Yeah, uh, he was promptly battered in like one round because he was already not at full health anyway. Yeah, and then you guys found your way into uh, the den, mm-hmm. attacked by wargs, which was also a quite funny encounter. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it's quite funny because the barbarian ran in and got mauled. Yeah, the barbarian got dragged to the floor and then got hit with a nat twenty, and then everything had advantage because they were because they were on the floor, and it was just like I was just like. Yeah, you guys see four wargs mm-hmm. surround your lizard folk barbarian, and it's just like feeding time. And yeah. your lizard folk barbarian is like throwing arms up, <laughs> trying to grab anything to pull out or get on help. And you guys are just seeing these wargs like tear into him. Yeah, because I ran in originally as a uh, rogue wizard uh, is my is my character. I ran in and I was at the front, saw all these walks and went, oh God, burning hands, I'm going to run. Yeah, you ran the other uh, way. And I ran the other way. So I was nowhere near. And then literally next person to go in was this barbarian who got absolutely mauled by all these walks. It was it was quite the funny. Yeah, because they're all, they all in the same initiative order. So mm. you had your turn. The barbarian had uh, his turn, her real life turn. Yep. Went in quite deep into the cave. Yes. And then they all just went... Get him! Get him. <laughs> they all turn around and just went after him. So you guys are all far away. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, very, it was very funny. And now you guys are in the middle of a, a den. Yes. Having already done two fights. Yep. And you have to find this farmer's daughter, and you mm-hmm. don't know how deep the cave goes, but you have seen wargs and werewolves. Yes. Very wolf-like. 
did you get inspiration from Wolfenstein? No, mm. I didn't, because that's a game about Nazis. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it, it's pun on wolf. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me that. So, uh, yeah, that'll be a fun, that'll be a fun one. Um, yes. Thoroughly looking forward to the next session for that. It'll be a particularly fun one because you guys are going into what is essentially like a mini dungeon. Mm, yeah. Having already gone through two fights. Yes. And, like, at the end of the last session, you guys are like, oh, we should rest. And I'm like, that'll be interesting. <laughs> you can try. Yeah, I was like, that'll be interesting because your group doesn't have any sort of uh, Liam and Tiny Hut or anything nope. like that. Nope. So that'll be fun. I, I will eventually, if I keep taking levels in Wizard, you will I can get there eventually. But currently I'm a level one Wizard uh, and a level six Rogue. It's a ways so. off. Yeah. It's a ways off. Got, got a while yet. Um, but but it, yeah, it, it was very, very fun. I thoroughly enjoyed all the different fights. And we were cracking up. Because as much as my character was acting like annoyed at everyone trying to kill everyone, I was dying of laughter from the way that everyone was just like, I don't want to kill these guys, but I I'm think, swinging with my great axe I think every what, time. I think the part that sold it was when the one guy was trapped under the tree and like he tried to lift it off and couldn't. And I was like... And like just before his turn ends, he like reaches a hand up and goes, "Help, someone!" <laughs> <laughs> I was just, <laughs> and in my in my in my mind in my mind that was him calling his friends for help. Yeah, you guys interpreted as his his plea for his, his plea, plea for, for, for mercy. anyone yeah. to help. His plea yeah. for mercy, yeah. being like, "Please don't kill me." <laughs> and so I just rolled. So we just rolled with it. It was really yeah. it was a really funny fight that wasn't planned to be funny in any way. And you guys are completely within your right to attack them. Yeah. It was just funny to play it as you you guys were just horrible people. You just guilt tripped us for no reason, essentially. Yeah, it was really funny. I mean, that's it's healthy sometimes. Yeah. It's healthy I sometimes so. for you guys to be like, you guys don't always have to attack everyone. Yeah. I, that was my character's thing. Yeah. Coming out the end of that, my character's now got like, hey guys, maybe we shouldn't attack everything we see initially. For re- yeah. The bottom line is you guys are in your complete right to attack them. But you didn't know it at the time. But we didn't know. At, yeah. the t- at the time, you definitely just attacked three people who were investigating a noise in the forest. Yes, exactly. Like, they were having a talk. They heard a noise. They started to investigate. And you attacked them. Yes. So, <laughs> and I mean, it didn't get us in trouble this time, but that could get us in some serious trouble in the future. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. So yeah. My, my character is now making it kind of his mission to be like, guys, let's look and investigate first. Let's figure yes. out who these people are and what they're doing before we actually so, engage in stuff. Correct, correct result, wrong intentions. Yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. I've not been in too much else D&D related. Been trying to make a few more maps. Been trying to just make... Uh, started planning more of my second campaign which I don't know why I'm still running my first one just I'm getting way too ahead of myself but thinking um, ahead yeah thinking ahead uh, but way way ahead <laughs> really really <laughs> far ahead but let's get into uh, some discussion points do you want to grab uh, one of my dice actually see, see who goes first sure we can roll for it. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into our normal discussion points here. Uh, for, the, for those who are new to the podcast, we do two of these. One of us, uh, we each bring a discussion point to the table each week, and then we chat about it. So uh, we'll just roll one each and see who goes first. Fifteen. Fifteen. That's massive. I think I've won two in a row so far. Fifteen. Go oh, again, man. Go again. I, thought I was going to win it on that fifteen. Nineteen. Nineteen. God. Three. <laughs> 
three in a row for me. Yeah, all right then. Off you go. Uh, bring your bring your discussion point. Okay, my discussion point. Normal, the discussion points we've had so far, we've been able to pull on our experience as DMs. Okay. This one is very much opinion based because it's not something that either one of us have done, but it's stuff it's stuff that we have spoke about before, and it's right. one that I've been thinking about recently as doing as like a like if there's a time where one of our players can't come to the session, mm-hmm. just being like, okay, we can do this because I have this ready. Um, your opinion on playing evil characters. Okay. And how you can make it work. So essentially a character who is not, and I'm not talking necessarily their alignment is just chaotic evil. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about players whose intentions and players whose actions and goals may not be simply the classic D&D, we have to save the world. Their intentions and goals may be something that any other time or any other time of place mm-hmm. you'd be like that's not good yeah like you don't want to do a good thing they may do good things along the way mm-hmm. but they are not trying to do a good thing their goal is evil that's really interesting because running an evil campaign i think is something that i've been looking into at some point anyway just to try and even if it's just like a one shot or a mm-hmm. few sessions that's what i was thinking of one, just yeah. doing you're all evil characters yeah uh and we'll, we'll run an evil campaign you guys can just be the biggest a-holes you want to be what i was thinking i was thinking in terms of like a one shot one shot maybe two depending on how long the sessions go because our mm-hmm. sessions tend to get a bit uh rp heavy and we tend to not go as far into the story very much so but um like a one-shot campaign, <clears throat> you guys can play all your evil races. Like you can be your bugbears, you can be your goblins again, even though not none of them are necessarily evil. Although I'd say bugbears would get a bad rap. Yeah. But I'd say if anyone wanted to play a bugbear, yeah, sure. Yeah. Although there may be a few things I change because I think having bugbears with ten-foot reach is dumb. But correct. Um. Anyway, but like you can be a bugbear, you can be an orc, you can be a goblin, you can be a drow. Yeah, a drow. You can be a kobold. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All that stuff and be an evil campaign. It'd be something like. You guys have to go into the city and you guys have to take out the mayor. Mm-hmm. Like, your final goal is to kill the mayor. Have fun. <laughs> how, yeah, how are you going to do it? And it'd be, in my mind's eye, things like, all right, well, we go into the bar and we, like, try and find some shady people and, like, we make cut some deals and, mm-hmm. right, well, we're going to need equipment. All right, well, we go to the store. Let's just steal everything. Yeah, like, yeah, Like, let's yeah. just steal stuff. We don't have to buy anything. Yeah. And stuff like, all right, well, the mayor has guards. Let's poison them at some point. Let's track mm-hmm. them and find where they eat and poison their food. Yep. Stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think it could be really, really interesting to run, as, as an experience, to run evil stuff because it is such a subversion of what inherently a lot of us are programmed to be like when we play d d mm-hmm. Because a lot of us, I'm definitely including myself in this, kind of very much skew towards the good side of things and very much want to be the heroes of the story. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be really fun, like you said, for a one-shot or a two-shot or even a short campaign to be evil characters. I disagree with having evil characters in a good campaign. Okay. I don't agree with that, personally. Sell your point to me. Because <laughs> I think it leads to unnecessary party tension. I think you can have... Shades of Grey characters, people that have done bad things in their past and mm-hmm. are looking to reform and trying to get back on the right path and stuff like that. Sure. Character development, that's fine. Someone who's actively evil, just being part of an, and like pretending and hoodwinking the rest of the party, I don't like that. I think it, it just leads to... It can lead to um, player 
tension rather than character tension. And I think it, it adds so much extra work for the DM, <laughs> which I'm not a huge fan of because the DMs do so much <laughs> anyway. Too much already. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, like um, uh, one of our close friends who we play with is, uh, I know he's made a character where he's essentially made two character sheets and he's like, I'd pretend to be this character, but really I'm this character. And they've got all this crossover and stuff like that. I wouldn't allow that in my campaign, personally. It's already muddled. Yeah, it's already really muddled. It can lead to some really... It's force tension rather than like storytelling tension. It's just like... I can't really find the the right way to describe it, but it's uh, the tension between evil and good shouldn't be within the party because the party needs to be cohesive. That's kind of the point of the the party. The the DM is the foil to the party. The party isn't the foil to the party. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. That's a good way of putting it. that's, That's the way it is in my head. And I know that can seem just like, well, the DM's all important and none of you can have any of the things that the DM has. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to get at. It's just that, the party dynamic would be inherently flawed if one of the characters was evil and like keeping secrets from the rest of the party like at some point are you going to have to ask all your players just to leave so you can have one-on-one time with your evil character and have little side quests with them kind of thing like it it just gets really complicated and i think the payoff to it is not worth the extra stress and hassle of having the evil character i agree Mm mm-hmm in some sense. Okay. I agree in some sense in which, like, there's a lot of things you say there where it's, like, it's making the party difficult. It's, like, you know, they're doing evil things. It's counterproductive to the party. I agree. I feel like that takes it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can have a character who maybe has an evil goal in mind and who maybe not necessarily is good, but works with the party with the intention of, my final goal is to do this. It doesn't involve you guys. So, situation in my head. Because it's easier to build it off a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a character who is a hitman. Okay. And he has to take out a target. Mm-hmm. And he's been a hitman his whole life. And he's still a hitman. So, okay. you know, he's still not a good guy. Yep. He needs to get stronger for this. He needs to gain equipment for this. So he goes along with the party. But his ultimate goal is to kill someone that the party would not kill. Okay. He doesn't want them involved in it. He doesn't say to them, I need help with this. Just like, I'm rocking with you guys. I'm going to do this with you guys. You guys are cool, like, ends up friends with them. I just need to get stronger, I need to get items, I'm going to help you guys with this, but just know that I have a contract that I have to fill out. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard, because that, that to me, it's really... It's... You can have you can end it in a way, if you want to play that character, you can end it in a way as, like, he decides he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. Right. But playing the character... Yeah. They're not a good guy. And they yes. would have, like, all of these, you know, not good guy contacts. Mm-hmm. And whilst you may not necessarily take his suggestions to capture someone and torture them for information, yeah. Yeah. that is what their suggestion may be. Oh, it's, so, it's so hard, because if, 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 let's say for my next campaign, you, you came to me and said, I want to play this character, they're a hitman, they are not good, uh, they've got a, a target that they uh, want to kill at some point, mm-hmm. um... And we'll see what happens with the party interactions, whether they want to actually do it or not in the end. Uh-huh. Then I'll be like, okay, there's a chance that maybe they'll kind of go back on straight and narrow. Yeah, start yeah, yeah. Character development, they might, you know, learn the, you know, they might see the light and, mm-hmm. you know, become more of a good character. Yeah. Then I'd be more on board with it. If it was just, I have a character, I'm going to go do this at the end. 
then I think that after they kill their target or mm-hmm. fail to kill their target or whatever, yeah. are they just out of the campaign? Because it's like, well, the party would probably turn on them or they'd get arrested if they failed. Or yeah. just, like, is, that, is that just them done? Like, what's the what's next after that? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I always want to have, as much as possible, I want to have the possibility that the starting party is the ending party. Correct. I yeah, don't, yeah, I, yeah. Obviously, people can die along the way and yeah. you can stuff like that, but I want the possibility that the starting party will be the ending party yeah. if people don't die. I don't want it to be like, well, I have a short story as part of this and then later on I'll be, I'll have a new character. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll have this short story from levels one to five and then I'll play someone else. Like, yeah. no, I, I want it to be the possibility of a full party. So I don't, I don't know how that would work personally in terms of where the character would go beyond well i've got this target would they then get a new target would they get hired would the party turn on them and then it would just lead to well we're gonna have a fight let's all roll initiative and see if we can kill this one pc like that yeah that to me is not something i ever want to have at my games my assumption for that would be it'd be an end game kind of thing right like it'd be an end game target not like a thing of like it comes up in the middle of the campaign and then they do it and then they bugger off or the party has to deal with the consequences yeah It'd be an end campaign kind of thing. So like a maybe part of a like, where are they now kind of thing. Like at the end of the campaign where it's like, mm. all right, well, after we've done all of our thing, I go off and do this and I go off and do this. And then it's a thing like, and Liam goes off and finally completes his contract or he gets there and he gets like within knife's edge of his contract contract and remembers the good times he had with his friends and the power of friendship. And now yeah. suddenly decides he wants to be good and goes to work in the bakery. <laughs> 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 the bakery of all places yeah <laughs> uh yeah i i could see that i feel like that's a little bit maybe a bit limited i think i think evil maybe i think evil is wrong yes chaotic is fine totally i'm on board yeah. with that Cha- evil is wrong chaotic is fine i yes. think you can be chaotic without being evil absolutely yes so and, and i agree with yeah I I, yeah I I think that that's what it really boils down to i think for me because you need to have some sort of redeemable quality, yes. I think, to fit in with the party. If you're just a dick yeah. constantly, yeah. that's going to wear thin <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not... Yeah. If it was ever a case of, like... It was ever a case of, like, man, Jerry just keeps starting all these fires. <laughs> <laughs> I would be totally against that. Hey, look, we've we got to escort this person's daughter back home. Stab. Yeah, exactly. Like, something, like no, yeah, exactly. Something that. like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh man, we got some really good stuff out of that shop. Yeah, and I got this new head. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he's starting then, like, oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. I wouldn't be expecting that kind of thing. Yes. I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of someone who suggests they do less than less than good motives to possibly get good results. Yeah, I, 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 I can get more on board with that because to me that's more shades of grey. That's yeah. like the methods they use not aren't necessarily great, mm-hmm. but they still may have good intentions or they may have a motive that is somewhat understandable sure. at the very least. Like I said, it's some, some sort of redeemable quality rather than just, I'm a dick, that's my character. <laughs> My one point for this as well, mm. and the reason I picked this up is because I think it's mentioned. I think it's mentioned in the player's handbook or Xanathar's, mm. one right. of them, and it's to do with the warlock subclass. Okay. And one of the suggestions for the warlock subclass background mm-hmm. is your patron will occasionally whisper to you and tell you tasks they want you to do. Yes. Which can be very easily interpreted as this fiend that gave me my power wants me to do fiend shit. So yeah. there's probably going to be bad. You know, he's not. Pro- he's probably not going to be telling me, "Hey, 
need you to give me 50 gold, mate. <laughs> need you to lend me 50 gold. Or it's not, it's not going to be anything like, your mission today is to kill three wolves. No, yeah. it's probably going to be stuff like, yeah, there's a holy, there's a holy clergyman in town. Kind of need him gone. Yeah. Because he goes against what, he goes against the fiendish, the fiendish ways. And to me, that's a really interesting character because the character themselves may not inherently be evil, mm. but now they need to think about, oh god, do I re- I need these powers? Do I oh god, do I want to follow what my patrons yeah, say? Yeah, oh, I yeah. don't know. And for me, that's a really compelling story. That's really cool character interactions with mm-hmm. the patron, which might result in some less than ideal actions. Sure. But that's not the player just being a dick. Right. That that's the player having to think about whether they want to be a dick or not. And to me, that's the difference between sure. having a character that I would allow in my game and yeah. wouldn't. Sure, not not Jerry the Arsonist. Not Jerry the Arsonist, no. We're starting in fights. <laughs> oh, Jerry, yes, another I? one. Would have really liked to go back to that store that's on fire at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I think that an all-evil campaign is good. I'd like that experience. Mm-hmm. An evil character in a good party is not ideal. Shades of Grey is amazing because also, it leads to really good storytelling. It's also very player dependent. Yes, that's totally. It's also very. Let's not. I mean, let's that, not beat around that bush. You, it's very usual, player dependent. Usual disclaimer for pretty much every talking point. We can boil it down to. Well, it depends what table you're at and who you're playing with. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that goes for basically anything in all of D and D. But yes, that's that's very totally player, true. Very player one. dependent. I have players that I would trust with that, and I have players that I wouldn't trust with that. Agreed. Yeah. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I have players. I have players that would take that to the extreme, and I have players that would probably do that fine. I yes. Have, we have players that play good characters and are already pretty evil. <laughs> <laughs> and we have people who definitely are chaotic already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Exactly. They're already trying to be good and it's pretty chaotic. Lord knows what would happen if you said, and now you're evil. Oh, God, don't. Oh, man. That would genuinely be hilarious. I kind of re- <laughs> really want to run an evil campaign now because that would genuinely be really funny. I'm planning it. Yeah. I'm, I've, already, I've got an idea in mind for if one of our sessions someone says I can't make it because we do have a couple of people mm-hmm. across both our sessions who join in with Discord so sometimes there are times where it's like I can't make it. Yeah. Because you know you got friends nearby it's easy to just book out a day to be like mm-hmm. we're all going to sit around play D&D have some fun have some drinks whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's something that I'm, I'm thinking up as being like a thing of Hey, you free people are here. Why don't we do this evil campaign? You mm-hmm. guys are evil and you have to kill the mayor. Ah, <laughs> oh, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. I think that's really interesting. I'm curious to see what other people think of that because I get the feeling this is probably going to be the most like divisive talking point we've had because I think a lot of people will just be like no evil characters are great this is why I've had this experience with yeah. this evil character which was amazing I hope so as part of this yeah I, I really I know this sounds like a plug but I do genuinely really want to hear what people say please leave a comment I want to know uh, what, what people said my talking point shall we if yeah you, let's. if you've got nothing else to add no 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 let's um so my one um i know we've spoken about it quite a bit before um just in general uh but i'm curious to get a a full in-depth dive on your thoughts on this because uh there's quite a lot of stuff that i know both of us do for our campaigns mm-hmm. where we kind of especially when we're setting a scene we take the wordings of 
spells and effects very liberally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we like to have things happen because magic. Yes. Uh quite a lot. Um especially like for 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 example, let's say um two examples that come to mind, one from my campaign, one from yours. Go for it. From my campaign there was uh one bit where uh, you guys were talking to uh, a very important guy who is essentially like the the um, what's the word I'm looking for the ruler I guess of the city that you were in. Mm-hmm. You went into their castle and you were chatting to them. Uh, the guy didn't know magic, but he had two assistants with him who very much did know magic and were there to assist him in any way he needed. Sure. And they took you into this room to have a have a chat with you guys and he said, oh, there's not enough chairs, can you drop some more? Someone just went, click the fingers and boom, there's a chair. Like, like they just they just got it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there's a create a chair spell, but it, it, yeah. it works. And none of, us, none of us questioned it. Yeah, no, of course not. Yeah. And there's there's loads from your campaign that I can think of, but one of them, oh, for, yeah. for example, when we went to um, a an ancient wizard's tower the funniest thing it still gets referenced it, yeah i mean this was going to be a different one actually but uh but yeah when we went to that tower of course there was you mentioned that there was kind of inherent magic in the air because it was an ancient wizard's tower very powerful arcane sources were always used to be here and work here and there was magic in the air mm-hmm. and there was a piece of um like canvas like a, a tarp essentially that was across like the doorway to mm-hmm. get into this tower yep. which wasn't blowing in the wind yes yeah, so it was um, a windy stormy night no- it was windy, a stormy day yes like very like torrential rain yes. it was on the coast exactly yes and yeah and this piece of like fabric wasn't blowing in the wind we were like well why is it not blowing in the wind um and that was just because magic because it was a magical area and it was a nice little thing you did just to show that there is magic in the air yeah of course we didn't take it that way no <laughs> but no you didn't that's what you, you did it for 20 minutes spent on a <laughs> spent on a cloth over a door <laughs> two spells burned to get through the door i believe um, it was detect magic there was a detect magic and, for sure and um enlarge slash reduce oh god was that really one of them yeah because wow. your sorcerer your sorcerer cast reduce to go underneath the cloth oh that's true yeah i forgot about that oh man yeah because they were a um they're a uh gnome so mm-hmm. they cast reduce on themselves to become tiny yep because they're already small yep so they could go underneath the cloth yeah that was that was a time but anyway just in general your thoughts on using things just because magic. You don't have to have a specific spell in mind. You don't have to have, it's got this particular effect on it. This is why it acts in this way. What's your thoughts on doing things because magic? 100% yes. Obviously. 100% yes. Yeah. The way I look at, the way I'm looking at the arcane in D&D is you've got your spells in your player's handbook, your uh, Xanathars, your Tashas to come out soon. Mm-hmm. Those are spells that are useful yep. as such. They're spells that are useful and worth studying. There's plenty of spells that aren't worth studying. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. There's plenty of stuff that can have magical effects that just aren't studied. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I cast a spell on this cloth so it doesn't blow in the wind. <laughs> so it just stays still. Sure. The immovable cloth. Yeah. Is that <laughs> yeah. <basically. laughs> yeah. I think I think like there's a I think magic as a whole is such a big part of D and D that I personally refuse to believe that every single part of magic can be boiled down to every single spell. Absolutely, there's too much magic that is ingrained in that world for me to believe that 
The only magic that is possible in that world is the one that comes from these spells and items. Yeah. There must be some, there must be someone who's made a spell that lets them, you know, eat without touching their food. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, like, totally. Or there must, there must be a spell somewhere that someone used to grow their hair because they were bald. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that's not a cantrip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> stuff like stuff like that makes me think there must be something there that someone's done, and I use that to be like, and then stuff can just happen because magic. Like, there's a lot of chaotic forces within magic. You got wild magic as a whole thing. The mm-hmm. whole the whole sorcerer story is these people are just born with magic mm-hmm. because their bodies just attuned to the wild chaotic nature of magic. Yeah. If that is already part of the law, why not? Yeah. Why not just have things happen because of magic? Not only from a, in my mind, law perspective, but also from a perspective, perspective of helping DMs make things happen. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it exactly. Can be, we, it can be really hard to... You can have a really good idea that really can't happen without something just happening because it just happens. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's tons... Of these examples that I could think of that I could like list off that I know both of us have done. Yeah. Right. Uh, because we, we do it all the time. And it's stuff for, I think it's especially useful for setting a scene. Um, like you said, the, the canvas not blowing in the wind kind of paints the picture of this place is magical. Yeah. Um, and that there's other times where, you know, you'll, you'll enter a wizard's tower or something and you'll have... I know there'll be things floating in the air that cast weird lights around the place. You're like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know. There's probably a spell for that. I don't need to know it. It's just magical because it looks cool and it it gives you an idea of what the place is about. (laughs) What's Jeff's job? He sits in the corner casting thaumaturgy constantly (laughs) so the lights can move around. (laughs) (laughs) We all do that stuff. Jeff has to do it. Jeff has to set the scene. hire someone in your campaign now to follow me around and cast thaumaturgy for my, my entrance music yeah. that he yeah. just plays exactly. my theme song exactly the stuff like that that just oh there is stuff that just happens because it happens yeah totally uh yeah and i mean there's definitely a line to it and it there's it's worth noting that it should be used very sparsely um but i mean players can sometimes do it as well there's there's lines to be crossed obviously but there was, there was one time that I remember on uh, a story that we briefly mentioned before about one of the um, players wanting to change the character they were playing. Yeah. Uh, and we had to go and had this whole... Had the whole fight. And had the whole off. fight with all of that. Yeah. And when we were attempting to bury the body, one of our other players says, I don't have this spell prepared. Can I please cast Druidcraft uh, to make some flowers? And you were like, yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously. yeah. Like you, can, you don't have to just be like, no, you didn't prepare it today. <laughs> exactly. So you can't do You'd it. You'd have to be a really horrible person yeah. to be like no you can't put flowers on the grave because you didn't prepare the spell that day you can do it tomorrow after your rest and, and while that's not exactly the same thing of stuff happening because magic it's the same kind of thing of like you don't have to adhere necessarily to exactly what the wording of everything yeah, is yeah, so yeah. much it's and very that, kind of fluid another one on that is um someone cast sacred flame to sort of inscribe the name on the ground. Mm. There's nothing within the Sacred Flame cantrip that says, like, it leaves a visual mark. But someone said, I want to use Sacred Flame to burn their name into the ground. And I was like, of course. Yeah. Like, why not? Of course. Totally. You've you've thought up something there. It's called Sacred Flame. (laughs) (laughs) It's sacred. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm not going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) You idiot. Absolutely not. Have you read the wording of the spell? First of all, radiant damage. 
That doesn't actually leave a burn. <laughs> Sorry, I need to make a deck save for yeah. the grass. <laughs> you miss. We're <laughs> um, so dumb. I uh, think another one. I think another one that we do that I coined up. Like mm-hmm. it was my idea, and like it's pr- it's like pretty much covered both our campaigns. Oh, yeah, totally. Is um. Uh, the guidance cantrip. Yeah, the totally. guidance cantrip. The cantrip for guidance. It's called guidance. It's literally. It's meant to be a tap that helps people with their ability checks mm-hmm. because they are guided by some form of magic. Yeah. Um, we've coined it as such as being like it's a reassuring touch and it puts them, uh, gives them with a bit of like magical force. Whatever gives it to you. I think guidance you get it from clerics and druids. Something I, like that. Yeah. I don't think anyone else gets it. Maybe another one. Maybe paladin, but paladin would sort of fall under the same group yeah, as yeah, yeah. cleric. Some other, some more powerful force gives you uh, a brief boost to your ability. Yep. I coined it so that I think there was once someone was not, someone was like quite agitated or someone was in like a bit of an anxious state or something. So I said, I'm going to give them guidance. I'm going to give them guidance with my guidance cantrip just to, just so they feel more at ease. Mm -hmm. So they they feel a bit reassured. Yeah, they feel a bit reassured. They feel this sort of like, power that gets put in them briefly that makes them feel like they're better at something and makes them feel reassured and now with something that we've just took on as being like it's not we don't treat it as like oh and you cast guidance and suddenly they feel fine it's not calm Mm. emotions it's more just like a thing of it's more like a friendly touch or it's more like a thing of like we're here to help kind of thing exactly it's just like uh, a a boosted version of someone just like kind of placing a friendly hand on someone's shoulder Instead yeah. of just placing it and being like, it's okay, you can just cast guidance and be like, you feel that, instead of just saying, it'll be okay, you kind of feel that presence within you. Yeah, you feel that small bit of energy that would ne- would usually give you a boost to ability check, mm. now gives you a boost to morale, or whatever, yeah. however you want to say it. Yeah, exactly that. And I think that, especially for like a cantrip... That's totally yeah. reasonable. Yeah. It's totally fine. We've seen even, you know, lots of examples of this in, uh, even in things like Critical Role, like Mercer quite frequently, someone would be like, can I do this with my body? He's like, I'll allow it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, why not? It yeah, it's exactly. fun. Yeah, can I That's use creative. this to do this? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, so yeah, there's there's loads of uh, things. Like, there's, like I was mentioning before, there is definitely a line to cross. Like if you're a DM and you're planning an encounter and suddenly you see some magic man and he teleports across the field and then he casts three spells at once yeah. and, and your players go, can he really do that? And you go, yeah, because magic. I would, like, no, yeah. that's too far. Yeah, I would say I use it I use it for the for, for the purpose of setting scene or advancing story. Absolutely. That, so, that was the next one yeah. I was going to come on to. Was I use it for setting story. scene, advancing story. I don't use, don't use it as a detriment to the players and as like a, yeah, well, screw you, because I'm the DM and I can make my own rules. Yeah. <laughs> I can do what I want. This is my Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, he casts Fireball three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. There's one thing that, uh, an example I was going to bring up actually, which was... Uh, in your campaign, you expected us to go to one place for a festival, and we decided to go a different direction. The boring place. The boring way, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because we thought that's what we morally should do. Uh, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, what, yeah. what we thought. Yeah. We essentially, because uh, in your campaign, the gods are ve- are very kind of active. We, uh-huh. we speak to them. They exist. They come and speak to us. They're the Greek gods. So, you yeah. know, we, we understand who they are. Um, and we, we'd spoken to them, they'd spoken to us and said, we think you need to come for 
a meeting with us at uh-huh. Romulus at the Capitol, so you should come over, over that way. And we were like, well, we can't turn down the guards. We yeah. kind of have to go that way. It was a head versus heart situation that I put you in. Totally, yeah. And we decided to go with our head and we went that way. And after we would had this whole kind of big world-changing event happen, uh, we had another group that supposedly we were supposed to be with because they'd gone to the other place. Mm-hmm. They teleported to us. Bearing in mind, none of them actually knew how to teleport. Correct. They teleported using an item. Yeah. And they came in and teleported next to us, so we were all together again for the advancement of the next part of the story. Correct. And I tried to go and get that magic item, and it crumbled in my hand, so it could never be used again. Correct. Because right? it was done once. And for me, at the time, I was like, he's just made that because they were supposed to be here. Yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> we were supposed to be there. That's cool. Absolutely, um, so yeah. it's, it's just... Even that, which is quite a strong magical effect, it's a teleportation. Yeah, but it was yeah, like yeah. it's a one-time use emergency teleportation magic item that once done you can't use again. Mm-hmm. And they 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 did it to get it to us, and it made sense for the story. It's still it's not a detriment to the party. It's not, uh, and it, it's even if it's not a, a cantrip or some sort of like magical scene setting effect, it can still be used effectively because magic. Yeah, but it can still advance the story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way. Of, I think that's a good way of putting it. Advancing the story and um, using it to uh, sort of work to plans that your players may not work to, mm. because yes. certain times your players will do something that you don't plan for or something that you don't expect them to do. That really derails everything you had in mind. Yes. Like I had. Like if you guys didn't meet up with them, it would have. it would have been a complete rewrite for me for a Mm. lot of things I would have had to be like alright well they haven't done this and they haven't done this and they haven't done this and now I just have to completely change the plan yeah exactly (laughs) and obviously we're not saying to railroad your parties DMs out there but if you have a story in mind or you have a certain thing that needs to happen you can push them in that direction that's not a bad thing I wouldn't even call that railroading and honestly I'd much rather lean more towards the railroad than the complete open world sandbox on the spectrum of how to to tell a story that's probably a discussion point for another day yeah but i i'd much rather go closer to the railroady side of things than the open world side Agreed. of things okay to touch on yeah to touch on that bit again my campaign many examples today mm. um you guys had very recently two options yep you gotta pick up these pearls we know two locations one's here one's here and you guys are like all right which one do you do they were like, well, we suggest you do this one. Yep. And that was it. They were just like, we suggest you go to this one. And that's the one you've chosen. You could have gone to do the other one. But the suggestion from me, mm-hmm. the DM, and the suggestion in-game was to go do the one that I wanted you to. Because you planned it. Because I <laughs> because I planned it and because it just made more sense. Totally. Like, it, for what's happening at the time, it makes a lot more sense. Totally. And it was closer geographically. Yeah. So, logically, yeah. it would be the one Closer geographically. Made more sense storyline. Just a lot of things about it made more sense. But, again, you could have gone to the other one. Yeah, totally. And and that that's the thing at the end of the day. With, I think, again, we, we'll have a proper discussion about this next week. Dibs, this is going to be my talking point next week. <laughs> about railroading versus open world sandbox. Sure, sure. Uh, is that you can try and... You can push your characters in a certain direction. But if they want... If they really choose to go the other way, 
let him go the other way. Like, yeah. go, go let him do the other thing. Like, you can you can literally wholesale lift some of the stuff you had planned from one side and yeah. just kind of plonk it on the other yeah, side and they a, won't know the difference. It's a practice, it's a practice for uh, improvisation. Totally. Do it all the time. Yeah. Do it all the damn time. Just improvise something on the fly, like boom, 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 boom. That's yeah. what you get. And it turns into something. Oh, legit. I, God, that's another talking point I want to do. I need that's to fine. I need, <laughs> I, need, I need to start making notes. That's mine. About talking points. But let's get back onto the... Uh, Original point. Yes. Magic for magic. I agree with it. Set the scene. Makes for really cool moments and really funny stuff that can happen. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, it lets you you get your uh, uh, creative mind flowing a bit more. There's less restrictions on you and you can get more creative with things if you think like um, along the lines of, well, I really want this to happen for this character, but there's no spell in mind for it. But I really want it to happen. So why can't it just happen? No one's going to question it. Yes. For example, yeah, again, last example from me, my campaign. Our character has um, amnesia. Yeah. Doesn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. There's no spell that's like, there's a, there is a spell for it. It's like mind block or modify memory or whatever. Yeah, something like that. But there's plenty of stuff that can be happening there that's just like, oh yeah, that just sort of, sort of happened. Another one, the uh, fucking, uh, the, 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 the whatever her name is, the... <laughs> The gnome, the gnome woman. That's the one. I don't remember her name. <laughs> I don't remember her name. You got so yeah, I couldn't think of her name. I was, try- I was trying to think of it. I was like, it's B R D. I couldn't think of it. It's the gnome, oh, the gnome, the gnome woman that you guys spoke to recently, yes, who yes. couldn't say something, but then you guys gave her a prompt, mm-hmm. and she was able to draw something instead of saying it. Yes, that's a magical effect that's not in a game mm-hmm. or that's not in the book. Yeah, but it's a very, it's a very big story plot device mm-hmm. and it's how i vi- envisioned it and none, none yeah. of you are going oh man i wonder what spell it could be yeah you guys are just cracking on just like man i wonder what's happening yeah exactly. which is completely real it's yeah. like i wonder what it is you're not saying you're not going through the book and going oh what what spell could it be you're just like something's up here yeah. something magical is happening I, I know pretty much this entire talking point has just been using examples of things yeah just one final one it's the easiest before, way before we before we move on to it there's from your campaign again. It's the uh, yeah, I do it a lot in case was, you guys yeah, didn't realise. Yeah, you do. Um, was we we went out on a bar crawl because we'd had a pretty emotionally taxing few sessions. Yeah, it was. Uh, and we, <laughs> I think some of us had messaged been like, we're miserable playing this game right now. A few people, it is really emotional a few people, all the time. Yeah, a few people told me that like you guys got hit with a lot of things quite like emotional all at once. Yeah, and I was just and like. It was intentional. I intentionally made it because I wanted you guys to feel lowest of lows because you guys started off the campaign feeling highest of highs. Absolutely. Like you guys were on top of the world. You guys were pretty much celebrities right from the get-go. Yeah. So I wanted you guys to feel lowest of lows, but there had to be a pick-me-up session. There had to be something there to be like, all right, rally the troops. Yeah, exactly. Everyone back in. Yeah. So we did have that bar crawl session. But go on, what happens? Yeah, we we went out on this bar crawl. It was very fun. We got to role play being drunk, which was very cool. Yeah. And we were with this other group that we kind of interacted with a lot. It's actually the group that teleported in using that emergency teleportation thing. Yeah. We were with them doing all this bar crawl stuff. It was really great. And during the course of this, one of our um, characters was getting a bit flirty with one of the characters in... The other party that we were with. Oh, this one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the other people in the party didn't like that kind of thing. Correct. Um, And when it just kind of got to the end of the night, this character who was a sorcerer and who knew that we had some sort of deal with Hades, we don't really know the full extent of it yet, Mm -hmm. but 
they've got some sort of deal with Hades, they kind of extended their hand out to this character that was flirting with, uh, with the other member of the party, and they felt this kind of cold energy come over them, and they took, like, three points of cold damage or something. Yeah. It's not a spell for that. It's definitely not a spell. It was, ju- it was just really cool, because it, again, was telling the story, because all of us, as soon as you said, you feel this cold energy take, take over you, all of us went... <sighs> Oh yeah, no! Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, the tone completely shifted from the very happy-go-lucky fun times in the bar that we were having. Yeah. To completely just be like, this is just something that's not going to kill you. This is just a little thing to say. He's not happy about it, and he's letting you know without mm-hmm. saying anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was just a really yeah. ingenious way of telling a little story and shifting the tone of what we were doing without having someone have to go and be like, I cast Cone of Cold. <laughs> Because that's not as fun. You think I'm a genius? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was ingenious. Yeah. I didn't say you were a genius. Inflammable means flammable. <laughs> that's one of my favourites. I'm going off on one note. Flammable means flammable. <laughs> what, what a country. Uh, yeah, at that point, at that point, we've jumped the shark oh. with the uh, magic for magic's sake conversation. Uh, yeah, totally. Good God. We'll do our characters thing. Something we yes. do at the top of the show. We should. We supposed to. Was read the comments from last. Hey, from I, last was, I was. I was. going to do that now. Actually, before yeah. we before we got onto the character stuff, let's read some comments from last week's episode, which I don't, I don't have prepared. Yeah, because I'm really organised. We should do guys. this. Should have done this at the top of the show. Next week we will. Promise. Yeah, we'll, next yeah, week will we'll, be we'll top of the, the show. At the top of the show. That's episode one. Come on, me. That is. A, that is episode one. I need to get my character uh. up that I've got. Okay, we've got 20 comments on this episode. That's great. Decent. Uh, Random Chocolate Ball said, I was looking for a new chat podcast. This sounds good. Ah, oh, thanks, dude. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks. Um, oh, this is quite interesting. Uh, Misha Sumra has said, can we do the backstory game Play at Home? So they've listened Ooh, to the characters that we've described and they've come up with their own backstories okay, for Okay, go for it. So last week, Lockpick, that you had your Warforged... My Warforged Swashbuckler. Swashbuckler, yeah. Um, they've said lockpick city dweller created by a mages guild a black ops counterintelligence operative who could both handle the sneaky stuff and help defend the guild against sneaky stuff okay that's fun yeah I like that really cool um Toranok who was my druid circle of shepherds that we've since learned is nothing like what we said no apparently it's to do, apparently it's to do with buffing conjuration spirits <laughs> and it's about summoning things so <laughs> we didn't know it and Gonna throw it out there right now. I don't think it's very good, so no. I don't plan to. I don't plan to get to know it very much either. No. Uh, but they said for for Toronok, they said uh, he's lived in the same region his entire life. Born in a farming town, trained by a local hermit. Now defends the region from threats to it using a personal army of befriended animals and fae. Speaks giant because in history, giant raids, hill giants, not mountain ones, because the area's more plains and farmland have been the biggest local threat. Not seen any activity for years, but better safe than sorry. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, feel yeah. free. Feel free to also make your backstories along with these characters. I quite like that. Absolutely. It was fantastic. Uh, quite enjoy that. Ba-da-ba-da. Good job. Uh, Rarely Rowdy Pierce just said, uh, "What do you think of Pathfinder? Me and mine left the indie for Pathfinder a while ago, and wondered if you've played. Great content, keep it up." I have heard a few things about Pathfinder. I haven't looked into it too much. I've heard, I've heard sort of like a review on it. 
in the nicest possible way. I've heard it's like D&D on crack. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've heard it's like a lot of stuff on there gets really powerful really quick. Mm. And it's like a thing of like, if d like, I feel like d- I've heard D&D is a tamed down version of Pathfinder. Yes. Yeah. For ex- To pull from Crit Roll. A lot of items they have in at the start of Crit Roll Campaign 1 came from their Pathfinder campaign. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of the items and like, they start crit roll campaign one at level ten. Mm-hmm. They still have those items at level twenty. Yeah, and still use yeah. and they use them like every fight. Yeah, it's stuff like boots one, of haste. Boots of haste, exactly. I believe click. that. Was, I believe that as a pathfinder item. Mm-hmm. You click your boots, you get haste cast on you. Haste is one of the best spells in the game. It's absurdly to, good to click your boots, to click your heels together. As a bonus and, action yeah, to click your heels together and get haste cast on you is a bonus action like l- like two three times a day. It's mental. That's a crazy item. Yeah. And apparently, pathfinder, you just have that. That's. That's mental. I've not looked into Pathfinder too much. Obviously, I've heard of it. I just haven't looked into too much of the details. I've actually got an interesting one here from Mercedes. Okay. Um, who said, sure. uh, who commented on, obviously, last week we were speaking about um, the character that wanted to change their player character and go into the swamp and that whole fight yeah, that yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she has commented, who, by the way, Mercedes is the player of uh, the person who actually killed that character. She's the lizard folk barbarian. Mercedes is the barbarian in my campaign. The yes. one who... Chopped off an arm recently. Yes, that one. Uh, who said, uh, how to summarise the emotions from that talking point from the player character in this situation. Real life, got dumped. Ah, let's go play D&D with my friends. D&D, oh, I've had to kill my friend or be killed myself. But I levelled up. Such <laughs> contrasting emotions in one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> that, was a, that was actually a case where I had to tell the player what was going to happen before it happened. Yes. Because as it was happening after Mercedes killed the character... Um, she was quite real life visibly upset yes and she was like I don't really want to keep playing Grack now yeah yeah so yeah. I had to tell her I had to text her without telling anyone else like this, this was this, this was fine. planned yeah, like this was, this planned. was planned this was, this was like our other player wanted this to happen. You've done nothing wrong. It's exactly it exactly went to plan. However, it is now a running joke amongst our friends that now that Gra- now Grat killed that player and they're a horrible person. <laughs> and also something we didn't mention before was mm. she had texted the the, the player. <laughs> you forgot about it too. She texted so th- so this player oh who who who'd got rid of who got, got rid of, had planned with Liam to kill their first character to oh play a new one. God. <laughs> Mercedes had texted this other player to be like, I'm so sorry. Like, so I, sorry I did I, this. I, 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 I didn't mean to like kill your character. I'm, I'm sorry I had to do this. And he, <laughs> bear in mind, he knew this was coming. He planned this with yeah. Liam the whole time. He texted her back, I will never forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it was brutal. Absolutely brilliant. We only heard about it after everything happened. I know, yeah. But oh, when we heard so it, oh, it broke. Absolutely broke oh, us. Oh man, so, so funny. I'll never forgive you. Uh, and we'll have one last comment here from uh, Apocryphal Shadinja. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who says, wait, Unlawful Exile? Did That's you make me, yeah. Pokemon videos back in the day? I did. I made, yeah. a, I made a lot of them. Made a lot of them for a lot of years. You did. That's true. We both used to make Pokemon videos back in the day. Indeed. Uh, you more so than I. But, uh, I made mean, I mean, <laughs> like over a thousand. Yeah. If anyone um, likes Pokemon, go watch them. I still get money for it. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. No, I don't think I'm monetized anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Not bothered about them, but hey. Heck, go dollar, watch dollar. them if you want. <laughs> uh, but now, yes, uh, thank Catch you very much for your comments. Please leave more. We'll read them next week. 
Um, and uh, thank you for everyone listening on podcast form as well. If you didn't know, you can get it as a podcast too if you're listening on YouTube. And if you're listening on the podcast, you can listen to it on YouTube too. Um, but now we're going to get to the final segment. I still, th- still don't think we have a name for this segment, do we? We did. We thought of one last week. Did we? I don't remember what it was. Oh, God, we're so good at this. Yeah. We're so professional. Or did we ask people to comment what it should be called? Yeah, so so the, the comment I read out earlier uh, from uh, Misha Sh- uh, Sumra said, the backstory game was all capitalised. So... The backstory game is the, is the, <laughs> the suggestion back, we've got, I believe. The backstory game. Sure. Uh, I yeah. feel like I've read one more in another comment, but I might be wrong. Let's see. Uh, no. Oh, man. No, I can't find it. Oh, no, here we go. There was one from, from Jesse Woodring who said, uh, the best pun I can come up with for a name so far is Common Background. Common background. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. Quite like that one. Yeah. Com- come on, background. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. So that's what we've got so far. I quite like it's it. Those. If there's any other suggestions, that's what yeah, you're leave them. this week. Leave them. Uh, leave, leave comments for that because we need we can't do our own jobs properly. Um, right. So now we get into the final segment, whatever it's called, where we've made a character on D&D Beyond. Please sponsor us. Thank you very much. Um, and we are going to uh, describe this character to the other person, their name, their race, their class, any feats, any uh, backgrounds, any important stats, etc. What level is yours? <coughs> Four. Okay. Um, and then we will uh, have one minute immediately after we've heard these details to come up with a backstory and say how we would roleplay this character. And that's essentially the whole segment. Okay. So let's roll for it to see who goes first sure. this time. Pretty sure, I've, uh, pretty sure I won all these as well. Yeah. I don't think I've lost the... It's almost as if I roll really yeah, badly. Yeah, I don't think I've lost the dice rolling thing yet, but let's do it. Seven. Oh, I could lose this. Nine, no. God damn it. Off you. Off you. You never win. How did we do this before? I'm pretty lost. sure you described. I, d- I gave you first, yes. Yeah. Whoever wins dice roll gives first. So okay. You get yourself ready, Pop. I'm going to. Uh, uh, let me get my timer up. And then I'm also. I'm going to just. Because I don't have a bloody note thing on this phone. I'm going to uh, just message you it on WhatsApp. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Just That'll text it to me. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, so. Yeah, what we got? Two hours time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we got? Okay, we have a half elf. Half elf. Uh, his name mm-hmm. is Gildroth. 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 G I L D R O F. O F. Yep. Okay. That's, the name is for the people in the comments as well if they want to play along. So you uh-huh. can go like this. My backstory for Gildroth. Yep. Um, Warlock. Warlock. Okay. Uh, Hexblade. Hexblade. And his packed boon is Path of the Chain. Okay. Which is the one that... Uh, where you get the book, right? Which is the one that... No, Pact of oh, the no. Chain is the one where you get things like Better Familiars and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, that's the one. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Um, not much else Not much else in it other than that, apart from the... Uh, no, nothing else Warlock-wise anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, if my D&D Beyond would go. Cool. Um, pretty good charisma. Mm-hmm. Um, low strength. Yep. Decent intelligence... Yep. Average stroke below average wisdom. Okay. Uh, no feats. Okay. And their background is noble. God, okay. Right. Path, uh, Pact of the Chain, isn't it? I wrote Path of the Chain. <laughs> Pact of the Chain, their background is noble. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me start my timer real quick. I just got a text. I was like, who's texting me? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Uh, okay, so uh, Gildroth uh, 
is someone who's been uh, concerned about uh, the lifespan of different creatures. Okay. And as a half-elf, uh, half yep. um, uh, they have generally longer lifespans. God, am I getting confused with elves? I don't no, know. they have longer lifespans. They have longer yeah. lifespans. Go for it. Uh, but he feels this is kind of unfair to a lot of other races that can only live to maybe 60, 70 years compared to half-elves, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and elves can live for, you know, hundreds. Yep. Uh, so he goes out to try and find uh, people that could aid in assisting and making it more balanced. And they actually come across a, uh, a coven of hags. Uh, and as as the uh, he tries to speak to these hags about, can we extend lives? Can we shorten lives? What, how does lives work? They actually just vanish, but they leave behind uh, a, uh, a sword. Okay. Um, and as he picks up the sword, he gains his warlock powers oh. and, and 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 gets stuff from that. One, one minute, one second. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets stuff from that. I, I stalled for time a lot because I didn't have an idea for a long time. All right. Gildroth. And also he was a noble. Yeah, also he was a noble. I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. What, what what did you have for this? Gildroth. Yeah. A character I've had for a while. Yeah. Again, haven't made. Have, I recognise the name. Yeah, I'm going through my backstory. I'm yeah. going through my backlog of characters. I'm finally using all those characters I make on TV Beyond <laughs> for something. Um, Gildroth is a noble. Comes from a noble family. Of course. Um, he's quite old. Yep. Um, he lives in a mansion. His uh, father, grandfather, some part of his lineage was like an archaeologist. I feel like I know this backstory. Yes, Maybe you've told it to I me I have before. told it to you before. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's why I gave you this one. I yeah, was like, yeah, I wonder yeah. if he's going to pick up on yeah. it. Um, his father, grandfather was like an archaeologist. They gathered a bunch of artifacts and stuff. Um, he Gildroth didn't pick a wife, mm-hmm. uh, lives his life alone in the mansion, and his father, grandfather have passed away, so he lives alone in this mansion. One night, his mansion gets robbed. Mm. In an attempt to defend himself, he grabs a weapon from one of the display cases that are adorned in his house mm-hmm. and it is a weapon that gives him his warlock power yeah 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 yep. after using this weapon to defeat the uh invaders feels quite empowered by it goes out starts a experiment with his new powers and a imp which is his enhanced in uh uh his enhanced familiar yep uh starts giving him tasks to do Mm-hmm. And when he questions this imp, asking like, "Who are you? What are you doing?" just says, "I'm a messenger. I'm a messenger from the beyond." That's fun. That's really fun. Yeah, I like that. I even gave the imp a name. I can't remember what it was. I think I called the. I think I called the imp Mister Croftsworth. <laughs> Wait, isn't that a character in your campaign? It was. That's amazing. It may not be Mister Croftsworth then, because that's just my go-to. Because that's uh, my go-to one. Croftsworth, Croftsworth is the dude is- who's got the Fight Club. In Romulus in your campaign. What did I call him? I definitely called him something. I think I took it off. Oh, boo. It definitely it wasn't uh, Crossworth, but I definitely called him something. You know, I I, I really liked that. Ah, Reginald. That was his name. Reginald! I called him Reg he was Reginald the Imp. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoy that. I, I like I think both of us kind of more lean towards, especially with Warlocks, which is genuinely probably my favourite class. Hmm. Uh bloody love Warlocks. Um I think we both kind of go towards people unintentionally making pats sure. instead of deliberately. Yeah. So while like my backstory I had for your one was someone who was a bit naive mm-hmm. and kind of went out and be like, maybe I can speak to some hags, uh, which is kind of not not a smart thing to do, obviously. Yep. 
but being able to just be like, well, I guess I'll take the sword that they have, right? <laughs> yeah, You yeah. know, he's a bit of a dumbass, but, like, he's not like, I'm evil. Again, talking about evil characters. I wouldn't want to have someone who was intentionally like, I want to make a deal with a fiend because I am an a-hole. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, yeah. so I, I yeah. think both of us generally try to, whenever we hear warlock backstories, we generally go towards more, like, they unintentionally picked up this thing that gave them their warlock powers and now they've got to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, warlocks can tend to get, like, you know, when you do hear, like, making a pact with the devil. Mm. Yeah, you kind of... Kind of evil. Kind of evil. Yeah. Kind of rough. You kind of have to figure out a reason why that happened. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Right, do you want my one? I do. Okay. I'm ready. I'm pumped. Are you? (laughs) Maybe. Mm. Uh, Okay, so, your name... My name is Selenic Durantar. Oh, sexy. Yeah. Selenic. Selenic Durantar. Durantar. Yeah. Cool. You are a Press about that room. gold dragonborn. Okay. You're a monk. Okay. Way of shadow. Okay. Uh, and you uh, you have a feat, which is Ooh. mage slayer. Ah, okay. fun. I like this. Uh, I put mate slayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's crack. <laughs> Very funny. Very good. Um, uh, what else have we got? Oh yeah, uh, your uh, background uh, is soldier. There soldier. we go. Yep. Um, and you have really good dexterity. Dex. Uh, slightly below average intelligence. Stupid. And everything else is bang average. Average. Yeah. Oh, what else? Cool. Do I have any items or anything? Is that it? It's all you got. Cool. Uh, where's my timer? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not thinking. There I you promise. go. D- 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 one go. Cool. Uh, the oh god, Siri. Uh, talking uh, the uh, Selenic Dragonborn. He was his background was a soldier, so he used to be part of the army. And this is when armies were fought sword and shield, and it was warring nations. Um, his cavalry or his brigade, as he was quite high up in it was taken down when one of the armies brought in a bunch of magic users and they were overwhelmed by the things like erupting earth and whatnot and everything else. Uh, as he went back, being the only surviving member of his troop, he was dishonorably discharged. He went to a monk uh, retreat to sort of find himself and to quell his emotions after he was unsure if he'd done the right thing or not. There he was taught ways of how to protect himself and use the shadow magic so that he could fight them on even terms and since then he's had a grudge against those who have been able to cast magic and use it so frivolously without having care for humanoid life nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah with three seconds to spare that's really good do you know know what that storyline's kind of like Batman (laughs) (laughs) As I was saying it, I'm like, there's a lot like Batman Begins. <laughs> I've literally never thought that Way of Shadow Monks are exactly like Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Oh my god. I was just like, it's basically like Batman Begins. It's like oh he goes god. to a monastery where they cast some sort of shadow magic yeah. and he starts fighting with his fists because he has a, because he has an agenda against some people. I made like a weird Batman. Um... <laughs> The only part of it I ignored was the gold dragonborn part. Yeah, but... Everything else I feel like... Everything else I feel like I made. kind of want to play that character now. Yeah, that's really fun. (laughs) I quite like that character. That's really, really fun. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Genuinely, Mage Slayer 
isn't necessarily the best feat. I think it's so good for storytelling purposes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For role-playing, it's amazing to be like, why do you have a grudge, a grudge against magic? Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love that. That's really, really interesting. The the uh, Way of Shadow, uh, what I had in mind, because this is this is a character I just made beforehand. Sure. Uh, that I actually rolled stats for, by the way. Okay. Which had 11 and 12 in everything, yeah. except Dex, which was 16, and Intelligence was 9. Okay, yeah. It's kind of like Cormo, actually, my character in your campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got one good stat. True. 18 decks, and then everything else is bang average. True. Um, But yeah, what I had in mind for the way of Shadow and the the Mage Slayer was actually a lot more sinister, in that they were kicked out of the army, um, because with the soldier background. Yep. They were actually kicked out for being an a-hole. Okay. um, And they had essentially found this kind of more shady side to... Uh, using like key energy and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is the way of shadow stuff, and being able to actually be like not necessarily a hitman, but kind of like a bit more of a um, someone that could take out targets if need be. Okay. Um, specifically, magical targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could take out, you know, for, for example, because I'm thinking more in in terms of like my current campaign, like magic is reserved for people who can learn it. That's the the way it goes in my campaign. It's quite exclusive to people who can afford it. Yes, learned magic. Yes. Learned magic, and if you get it from anywhere else, it doesn't bloody count. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thinking along those lines, it would be really cool if they were like, well, we need you to take out these really important people. They're probably going to have magic because they're rich. So yeah. they've learned how to combat the magic type that they could encounter. That's that's the vague thing that I had when I was just making that character earlier. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I really like yours though. It's really really fun. Uh, of course, if you've got your suggestions, please do leave them in the comments. Um, we want to hear your backstories because that was really fun from the comments this week. And we promise next week we'll actually read them out at the start of the show instead of at the end because we'll be more organised next week. Um, Agreed. I think that's about it. Yeah, this week this might be our longest episode so far. It is. Uh, God, yeah, it is. Oh, man, we've overrun a little bit. Over an hour. Yeah, I know. God, we talk a lot. Shout out to those of you who made it to the end. Yeah, I know. You're great. If you're st- if you're listening to this on YouTube and you made it to this point, leave a comment just saying cow. Cow, yeah. yeah. Include cow in your comment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, somewhere in it would be great. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Pete Quinnell. Uh, I'm still at Unlawful Exile. You're I still, did, you haven't changed it I didn't it yet. change it. For the, for the sake of you, I didn't change it. Oh, thanks. It would take me about three seconds to update. Just let me know because... I mean, you have to backdate it, the old before videos. It, I, I won't do that. Come on now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I don't care that much about you. Jesus. Uh, uh, I don't care that much about your Twitter followers. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so you can follow us on social media there. And of course, if you're listening on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, subscribe to your podcast feed. So then you can get updated for new episodes. Uh, stick around for more episodes. We'll be coming back next next week hopefully for episode number four uh thanks everyone bye bye bye